calmly at the reins of the sandworm and he points you guys to some makeshift beds on the floor of the boat. As you come up to speed, you look back at the city of Chulk, you see the obsidian city bathed in orange light as the sun sets and it puts you at a sense of ease and slowly one by one you each drift off to sleep. Back to the abandoned town, the royal library, the unassuming librarian, except Harold the dream is different for you tonight. You see a radiant light emanating from the librarian and strands of radiant light leading back to you, wrapping around each one of your pinky fingers, pulling you towards the librarian. What do you do? I check all of my pinkies. I try and run away. Well, it's only Harold. Oh, <laughs> Harold, run. <laughs> it, it's attached to both of your pinkies. Do I feel any resistance on him, like, as I move my hands around? No. Like, do I feel like it's going to try to reel me in? No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah. Uh, well, I think Harold is in a place in his life where he's going to dive into adventure, so he's going to follow the light. Okay. So you head you head towards uh, the radiant light? Yeah, although that sounds like I'm dying. Harold, yeah, no. I was going to say, Harold, don't go towards the light. No. <laughs> Uh, this is my first time I've seen you, Light. Uh, the light itself seems to flicker a little bit. The dream is kind of playing out the same way. Garrett and Max are doing their introductions. They're going through the same process that they went through last night. But as you approach, it doesn't seem like any of that's being disrupted. They're still, like, talking with the woman. But as you approach the radiant light, you feel a, a kind of pulse you see kind of this swirling energy within that space. Uh, you're not sure it's intent. You could maybe do a I check. I know exactly this thing's intent. Okay. What's its intent? <laughs> tell, me, tell me the intent. It's trying to impregnate me. I mean... With power. Like like most strange light beings. Uh, and I it, will embrace it. Is this the X-Files season of our show? Because <laughs> if so, then it's definitely going to impregnate Want me. to believe. Fill me with light. I've always wondered at the unique experience a woman feels carrying a child. <laughs> Harold's legacy will live on. Marjorie was sterile as the day is long, <laughs> finally. Ooh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Harold has kids. Yeah, he, he does. But he never gave birth himself, so he's gonna—he's into it. He, he's into it. He's—he's he's full of new experiences. He starts unbuckling his pants. Um. So are you guys? Are you gonna do? Oh, no, it's attached to that pinky too. Any checks at all, or are you just gonna? 
Oh, I could do dream. I didn't know I could do dream checks. <laughs> I, I was trying to hint at that, but yeah, you can do some dream checks. Your stats in the dream are the same as real life, even. Do I know I'm in a dream? Yes, you do. Oh, I'm gonna fly. Okay. Wait, do we all know? No. But I'm there. <laughs> well, you are there, uh, but yesterday Harold was the only one that passed the dream check. <laughs> and he's the only one who kind of noticed something was up. Okay. But so if I know I'm dreaming, I feel like Harold would try to lucid dream. Okay. So you're going to summon, I'm going to summon Marjorie to me. Okay. Uh, roll a D20. To see how many Marjories I summon? Well, tell me the number um, on it. We're going to get weird with this. <laughs> That's a natural 20. I get 20 Marjories. You got a natural 20? Yeah. As you go to summon Marjorie, summon Marjorie to the dream, the radiant light looks like it's trying to force Marjorie down, but as it does... It's kind of splits, and now there are like seven Marjories in the room. Holy shit. <laughs> and the light actually looks to like it flickers a little bit. Uh, Alright, light, you might want to look away for this next part. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Roll a d20. How, how, <laughs> give me like a personality to kind of what your wife sounds like or something like that. Give me a... I think Marjorie's just a total sweetheart. You know, she's just an extremely pleasant woman. They've spent a lifetime together and they're they're pretty crazy about each other. She actually encouraged him to follow his dreams and become an adventurer. And not just because she wanted him out of the house. Okay, so she's sweetly like bringing you armor and getting you tea. Ooh, a tuna melt. It's time to go on an adventure. Yes. Marjorie, I will miss you. Oh, I have missed you dearly. It's so good to have you back. Yes, it's it's lovely to see you. How is the adventuring going? Oh, we can discuss that later. I don't know how long this lucid dream will last. Um, all right. <laughs> and I guess that's the end of that scene. <laughs> uh, the key phrase that always ends a dream. I don't know how long this dream's gonna last. <laughs> Cody, did you solve the puzzle now? <laughs> um... I, and I guess that'll be... Uh, is that all you want to do in this dream? Uh, well, he did Natural 20 to Lucid Dream. I don't know. It's hard to like. Well, get, so, him, so, get him focused back up on what's going on. Yeah, you can you can focus on your Lucid Dream stuff if you want. Like, yeah, I, I, think, I think he's going to focus on Lucid Dreaming for a bit. So, Max and Garrett, roll a w- wisdom save. We'll see if one of you guys can actually do the narrative stuff. 17. Okay. Uh, I rolled a 10. After you guys wake up, Garrett, you actually realized something was up about that dream as well. Too many Marjories. You've been having the same dream over and over, and that strikes you as odd. So, you guys wake up on the ship, bucking back and forth. Blobby's at the reins. He looks back to you and says, Oh, God, guys. Uh, it looks like we're kind of jinxless on this one. We got sandits coming our way. Did he say sandits? He did say sandits. Sandits? Are we all awake now? Uh, Yeah, you guys are all waking from that dream. No! <laughs> mm, another night of perfectly normal dreams, friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I keep having the same one. I don't want to brag or anything, but I think I'm the chosen one. Well, we've always known that. <laughs> well, now it's official. The divine light chose me. 
and delivered upon to me a sweet, sweet gift. All of a sudden, in the <laughs> path of the boat, you see a tree that wasn't there before. Oh, we're st- it seems we're still dreaming, boys. Don't worry, I'll loosen our way out of this. <laughs> um, And the worm suddenly comes to a halt. I mean, can't you just go around it? Like what I was saying, we got uh, sandits coming in. It's probably, we should probably just uh, not fight back. I'm not really a fighter. And they're riding sand sharks, it looks like. I'm not a fan of those either. Uh, I'm going to want 100 gold back <laughs> from what we paid you. Uh, as you. As you look out to the side, you see roughly a dozen men and women on sand sharks. They're just sharks but in sand, but with little saddles on them. And there looks to be two of them out in front. One looks to be the leader and one looks like a sidekick. The leader's holding a bow that looks like it has a kind of wooden, like a purely wooden arrow, no like tip to it. He yells out to you, well, it's good that you stopped. Huh? Are are we in like open sand territory, like international sand? <laughs> yeah, like we can kill sand. these people, right? You you probably could because they're they're sandits. They're usually probably attacking individual people. Garrett readies like an arrow. And did you said a tree appeared out of nowhere? Where is it? A tree appeared directly in front of the boat. Oh. And it seems like the roots have dug in really deep. No getting around that. All right, so what do you guys do? I shoot him. So you, you're you just going to straight up shoot him, Garrett? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, Garrett, hold your horses there. We don't know if these things, these creatures mean us any harm. I'm totally ready to attack as well. Do you guys mean us any harm? No, not if you just give me what you got. Do we even have anything of value? I'm sure you do. You look... <laughs> that, that, that question wasn't for you. Yeah. Uh, you do still have a bunch yeah, of... Yeah, we still have like 500 gold. Yeah, gold. You got that ring. Uh, the ring disappeared. What, what ring? Oh. <laughs> I have a magical potted plant. Yeah, you got you got some stuff. Our dignity. Oh, shit. Harold's got a whole bag full of magical shit and stuff we've got like magic items and shit like we mm-hmm. could be robbed they hit they hit the jackpot well i'm gonna see if i can find <laughs> something cool in my bag of goodies so uh you're gonna reach hold, hold on hold on i think i've got something that will help in this situation uh okay uh tell me your intent are you just looking for something to help in this situation i'm looking for something to throw at them <laughs> okay you're now, looking now that they've demonstrated that they're here that they have ill intent I was wanting to give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, Garrett has a pretty good sense of, like, <laughs> being robbed. Garrett's been robbed a lot. He knows when it's happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is not his first time being robbed. So I'm rolling on your uh, random item table. Uh, sometimes I'll give you specific items. Sometimes I won't. Um, and this time... Cool. You... Hold on, guys. I'm going to blindly reach into my goodie bag. You pull out a long shafted spear perfect (laughs) exactly what i was looking for except the blade looks to have kind of uh bristles instead of a sharp tip oh that's just my toothbrush (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh it it looks kind of like a, a super long paintbrush essentially do i know anything about it uh, you can do either an arcana or history check to... I'll do history. I imagine a lot of the 
things in the lost and found like travelers who left them mm-hmm. you know might have told me about them or said stories like watch my item <laughs> yeah yeah watch take it don't steal this please let me have it back please. in the morning please don't slit my throat while i'm sleeping and take all my stuff please please dear god take care of this i never listen <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna do a history check okay that's a 20 okay a 20 uh this was reggie the artist's spear he was a a famous adventurer who would uh win battles in kind of a stylish artistic way and each of those battles he would learn a new technique and on the side of this spear you see etched are various like patterns um can i paint a hole for them to fall into on the ground (laughs) that's uh there does appear to be one that is just a circle. I'm going to try that one. You're going to try and trace that image in the ground? Yeah. This is, ah, yes, Reggie's magic artist spear. The same spear he leaves at every inn he stays at. <laughs> he never takes it with him. Reggie, who's gone missing. <laughs> oh, poor Reggie. I believe he died in his sleep at my end, leaving me with all of his worldly possessions. <laughs> As as you uh, paint that circle, it seems to create a divot that does appear to be sucking in sand. Oh, shit. It's, I should not have put that in front of us. You did put it, like, right near the boat, so <laughs> it, it does seem like the worm is kind of struggling against it now. Oh, God. Do I see any other things I could paint <laughs> that would help in this situation? There's, like, a handful of them that I can tell you right now. There's, like, a an L shape. Um, yeah. there's one that looks like a, a pair of mountains right next to each other or like an M, but one of the humps is larger than the other. There's one that looks like a snake and there's one that looks like a cloud. And I don't know what they do. I just know that I can just see these shapes. Yeah, you can just see these shapes. Um, well, I've already done my thing. I drew the hole in the ground. Okay. Uh, the sandits are still approaching, but are kind of a little deterred and are approaching from the side where there isn't a sinkhole all of a sudden there clever they're they're approaching they'll probably be in a couple of turns so what um harold did was essentially create like a a vortex in the sand kind of right in front of us right yeah yeah there's kind of a vortex uh it's slowly sucking in the sand the worm itself uh you can kind of see some of the flesh of the worm uh not oh. being ripped away, but it's just oh. being visible Whoa. from the sand. That's Whoa. okay. Yeah, okay. We we can just see the worm. Uh, yeah. I I'm going to cast. <laughs> that was one way to say it. <laughs> you can see we, part of the worm. When 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 you say the word flesh, it, then you really get into like something bad's happening territory. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess flesh is never used in a positive context. What I'm going to do is cast minor illusion. Okay. I'm going to make another one of those portals kind of uh, in the direction where these guys are trying to approach from, you know, try to try to cut off, cut off their path or just kind of put another one of these things down. Okay. So you're putting it kind of parallel or uh, directly next to it. So the... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they either have to go back the other way, opposite direction now, or they have to go further around. Max, you could, you have a magic paintbrush too. That's mm. amazing. Yes, I call it a wand. But now we have two fucking uh, holes. <laughs> I guess it kind of is a magic paintbrush. 
<laughs> Incredible. What I wouldn't give to add that to my collection. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that Harold's turning into this, like, serial killer. Magic item thief. Uh, Garrett. I just cast Hunter's Mark on the leader. Oh, what? What mystical item did you use to do that? My eyes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't steal my eyes. Don't steal my <laughs> eyes, I'm please, sir. Get those eyes, Garrett. Uh, is is Hunter's Mark something that the the person would know that they've been Hunter's marked, or is uh, it a? You choose a creature you can see within range and mystically mark it as your quarry. Until the spell ends, you deal an extra 1d6 damage to the target. That's pretty cool. Okay. I don't think they know. You you pick the leader. It, it, they don't know, so it doesn't trigger like a hostile action yet. What are you staring at, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> <Huh? laughs> just focusing really hard. Garrett's got a really far away look to him. I just snap my fingers in front of his face. Does it break him out of the spell? Uh, I recast it. <laughs> And that's a bonus action. Then my real action is shooting. <laughs> okay, so you're shooting? The leader, yeah. You're going live? Okay. Uh, fire, do an attack. Uh, you get advantage because this is a... Uh, not not at a surprise round, but they weren't ready to be hit, so... Whoa, good. We don't want to shoot first. What are you doing? I want the initiative. <laughs> what the hell does that even mean? Uh, that's a 22 to hit. Okay, uh, that's going to hit roll damage. Yeah, but how does he get disadvantaged because I'm trying to pull him back? <laughs> nope. Uh, that's an 11 total. Yeah, he looks he looks pretty messed up. The arrow wings into his shoulder. The leader looks at the rest of his team. All right, it looks like they're going to do it the hard way. And the rest of them put on uh, covered masks and dive beneath the sand with their sharks. Uh, s- save the leader and... Uh, his second in command. Excellent shot, Garrett. You scared him off. Yeah. <laughs> cut, cut off the head of the snake. All you see is like the fins underground. Now we'll go into initiative. How I'm going to do initiative is it's going to be teams of initiative together and you can do your actions interchangeably. Oh, cool. So that's like the one difference between how we're going to do it. Eight. Okay. Eight. Come on, Steven, get eight. Come on. Eight. Wait, really? Did you? Technically, I rolled an eight plus one, so nine, but I rolled an eight. Damn it! I just threw the whole thing off. Anyway, uh, you guys actually actually get to go together first. They rolled lower than eight? They rolled a two and a three. Oh. Damn. Suck it, Sandits. Uh, You can see the fins of ten of the sharks, and then you can just see the two leaders. What do you guys do? So we can assume that the sharks aren't bad, right? Sharks would never be bad. I mean, they could be. Uh, I think Harold's in awe. This He's heard many tales about adventures, and he's heard of sharks, but he's never seen one before. So he's... Particularly sand sharks. I think he's going to excitedly focus on one, and um, his focus will unintentionally cast animal friendship on it. Okay. Uh, so the ones you can directly see... The leaders and the second-in-command shark. That's a truly fascinating animal you've got there. Gorgeous coloring. Look at the size of that fin. Oh, my. Okay. Uh, Which one are you targeting? Uh, The leaders. 
because he's got he's got the biggest shark, I would assume. Uh, yeah, it it looks a little skinnier than the second in commands. Oh, you poor creature! You look underfed. So, what does this do, Cody? If the beast's intelligence is four or higher, the spell fails. Otherwise, the beast must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be charmed by you for the spell's duration. And the duration is 24 hours. So, and I'm holding up some food for the shark. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you poor hungry creature. Here, take a bite. Yeah, what's your spell, DC? 13. It actually seems to respond kindly to you. Yes. It is effectively charmed you're a magnificent beast aren't you i've heard tales of your kind but i never thought you were as beautiful as this yeah it, it it's charmed by you i don't necessarily like he's not coming at you anymore well you don't want this food oh you're you're trying to draw him over yeah okay uh yeah it it does start to move towards you yum yum in the tum Okay, I chuck it some of Blobby's lunch. Hey, don't do that. <laughs> I might need that later. <laughs> well, we don't need you. What's the use of a boatman who can't even get a boat moving? Hey, you could, you know, be a little more encouraging. Maybe I'd get up <laughs> on there and, you know, do a mad chase or whatever. We paid you to deliver us to a specific location. That is a gentleman's contract right there. And you are not satisfying your end of the deal. Make a... What's the persuasion? Uh, it's just persuasion. Make a persuasion. Okay, well, that's an eight. Uh, he, he's like, no, nah, I think I'll just sit back here and let the, the bandits get you, but it'll be okay. Uh, I've, I've been through this like three or four you times. You set us up. <laughs> No, that's no, what this is. No, Blobby, are you a bit of a coward? I've been set up lots of times before. <laughs> I'm gonna take your whole lunch. Listen, I I am a little bit of a coward, but I'm also a pragmatist. We paid you for a task, Blobby. Are you guys gonna do uh, any other like attack actions or Max? Do you want to do like a? I'm gonna longbow that leader again. Do you want to throw something? Okay, at yeah, him? I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fire off a magic missile. Yeah. Don't injure the shark. <laughs> and you're you're going into the leader directly? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, go ahead and roll your attack, and then I know magic missile automatically hits. Oh, yeah. Mm. I got 13. 13 is going to miss, but as you guys fire together, the magic missiles kind of zip past the actual uh, arrow as it's flying through the air. The arrow embeds in the sand, but... The leader kind of looks towards where the arrow is at. And as he does, how many darts do you use? Or how many darts is it? Uh, for magic missile, let's see. Uh, I'm only going to cast it at first level spell slot, so three. Okay, so three darts just plink, plink, plink into the uh, guy's chest. How much damage do they do? He takes 12 damage total. Whew. He seems to be still standing, but barely, as he gets launched off the shark that he was riding. Into the sinkhole. Into the... Uh, <laughs> not quite. It was actually away from the sinkhole. He's further away. He's on the opposite side. And that's going to make it the, the Sandit's turn. The second-in-command, seeing an opportunity, pulls out his spear and begins to point it at the leader. Oh. Finally, I have a chance to be the leader. <laughs> and and the rest of the sand sharks start heading towards 
kind of wrapping around the worm. There seems to be a gap to the left still, but they're they're wrapping around and they look like they'll be on you within a turn. The leader, seeing this betrayal, knocks three arrows into his bow and in a spread arc shoots two at the boat and not at you guys and one at his second in command. So all of the arrows seem to hit their mark. The one that gets embedded in the chest of the second in command, uh, you see vines and roots start to spread throughout the, the lizard man's body. No, don't do this, he says. Well, I say, he says. <laughs> he says in voice. I like that he narrates his own uh, actions. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I wail. <laughs> I wail. I bleed. And uh, the other arrows that go into the boat uh, sprout out trees and vines that are kind of trying to dig into the ground and root you in place. It, it seems like they're trying to hold down the boat itself. The second in command doesn't seem like he is going to get to fight back or uh, fight the leader, which is his intent. And the leader is less left behind in the sand, right? He is. And your friend shark heads your way. Yay! That'll end the, the sandit's turn. Oh, you're even more magnificent up close. <laughs> oh, what a beautiful shark you are. A uh, kind, beautiful shark like you would gladly help us out of our little predicament, wouldn't you? Pull us free from this route, please, shark, sir, and I'll give you all of this man's lunch you can eat. So, uh, there's still the matter of the sinkhole between you and the shark. Low priority. <laughs> the charmed, he won't do things that will harm him, but it'll, right. he'll I don't try. Want to and... I don't want to harm the shark either. <laughs> so... I, I'm just saying it'll take him more time to go around the oh, yes. no, sinkhole. No, no. Of course, take the safe way, Master Shark. Take, <laughs> take your time, Shark. And, and by then, the other sandits will be encircling you entirely. Cool. I'm going to... Let's. All right, let's see what this does. And I'm going to draw a line across the trees with my paintbrush spear and see if that does anything. So you're doing just a straight line, not one of the... Yeah, I've... Harold, um... Well, I played a lot of Okami, so this seems about right for me. Do... Do an attack roll. Okay, what do I add to that? Uh, it would normally be strength, but this is powered by charisma. Charisma? Mm-hmm. That's badass. So that's an 18. Okay. Uh, as you kind of drag your blade across the trees that are embedded in the boat you see like a shimmering line of blue light follow the path of the blade and it zips out dealing damage to the trees they it looks to cut into the side of it it doesn't quite chop it clean through but it does do damage Oh, 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 I pulled out the right thing here. That's a clean cut right there. Yeah, it, it does look pretty messed up. You feel like if you were to put a little <laughs> effort, you could maybe dislodge the trees um, from the boat itself. Blobby is cowering in the corner, but the rest of you still have actions. Blobby, make yourself useful and try to get us out of here before I replace you and that damn worm with a shark. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, do an intimidation check. Damn it, that's an 11. I'm slowly inching my way further. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Blobby, Blobby seems to, uh, kind of respond to, all right, all right, I'll, uh, I'll get going. Uh, it seems like you got some powerful stuff. And he, he heads to the reins and begins to kind of steer it out of, or attempt to steer it out of the trees and vines that are encircling it. Yes, Blobby will keep you safe. Well, uh, what do the rest of you guys want to do? Just keep the boat going. You you guys hold them off while I get us out of here. Blobby and I will free this boat in no time. One thing I want to kind of stress with this shared initiative things, if you think of cool ways of combining your actions together to do something, um, that could impart advantage or do more damage or something like that. Just something more narratively appropriate. So like... For example, if Garrett was to shoot an arrow and you were to shoot a firebolt at that arrow. I was literally just looking at firebolt my cantrip and thinking, could I turn an arrow into a fire arrow? Yes. And I think, yes. Exactly. So that would do. Could I jump off this boat onto a shark that's a friend of ours now? (laughs) You can do that when he's right next to you. Yes. Is he? Um, <laughs> I like I like this a lot. It's got me big uh, Final Fantasy IX Steiner and VV vibes, where VV casts fire on Steiner's sword, and then he has a fire sword. Quick, Max, my paintbrush. <laughs> <laughs> if he's gonna shoot an arrow, I'm gonna try and hit it with a firebolt as it goes. Okay. Yeah, let's we'll do that. Yes. Go on, Garrett. Roll an attack at advantage, and then what? What does firebolt do damage wise, and what does the arrow do damage wise? Oh, that's a 26. So that's going to hit. <laughs> the arrow does 1d8 plus 3, and I have an additional d6. Okay. Uh, do um, I, I also roll an uh, Yeah, roll, an roll your firebolt damage as well, um, and then add a... I'm going to add an extra dice on my end for bonus damage, because you're combining your actions together. On a hit, takes 1d10 fire damage. I... 10 from my side, damage-wise. Okay. I did 8 fire damage. Okay. So wait, who'd you guys shoot? The leader. Oh, the guy who's in the sand? Yeah. <laughs> as the arrow flies through the air, the firebolt hits it midair, and as it slams into the leader, he just goes up in flames, oh, like, shit. entirely. Everything about him ceases to be. Um, <laughs> it's almost like... It's almost like... Uh, oh, it's because he's a tree person. It's because he's a tree person. You 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 use the one thing. It's super effective. <laughs> yeah. But the the mask that he was wearing with the purple uh, dibs gems in the eye are is left on the sand on a pile of ash. I did. I just watched the movie The Mask yesterday, and I'm all I'm jazzed about <laughs> that mask. Yes. <laughs> An evil mask. Harold activates his special ability that allows him to pull magic items towards him. <laughs> I have I have Mage Hand. Harold activates Max Cannon's Mage Hand. <laughs> There's also like uh, fishing implements in this boat, which strikes you as odd. How do you fish in sand? But there are there does appear to be fishing implements. I like how you tell us it strikes us as odd. <laughs> it strikes you as odd. How I do think you it's fish? normal. Uh, I thought it was totally normal, man. <laughs> We're on a boat. But that's gonna make it the Sandit's turns. Harold Harold doesn't know how to feel. This is his first kill as a group. Like as as part of an adventuring team, Garrett goes up for a high five. The death of a tree does make me sad. Come on, Harold leaves him hanging for a few seconds before going. 
Oh, 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 right. I'm just worried I might get a taste for it. It's great. <laughs> his, his first kill as an adventurer, but his, like, 30th kill as an innkeeper. <laughs> He's not used to killing uh, tree people. I've never killed someone who deserved it. <laughs> Excellent. Now that the leader's dead, perhaps we can reason with his number two. He's, like, in vines and stuff. The number two is like, yes, finally, I shall be the leader. What is your name, new honorable leader of the Sand Bandits? We're here to negotiate. Yes. Yes, he is open to negotiations, it appears, as he's trying to pull the vines out of his chest. But as he's like, all right, let's talk, uh, the other Sandits jump out of the sand to encircle you with nets. Um, and throw oh. nets at you guys. That's my weakness. Oh, no. <laughs> Netting! So I'm going to roll for the worm to see if he can avoid this. Net check. Actually, the the worm seems to thrash the nets away. Oh, nice. The other sandits seem to notice what has happened to their leader and are looking to uh, the lizard man. He's like, ha-ha! Now stop it! Listen to me! I'm your new leader! No, I'm the new leader! If we can get that mask, maybe we can convince him that we're the leader. That's true. He he does look like he's heading towards the, the mask himself. Oh, we gotta get it first. Mm. Yeah. So, he he's removed the arrow and most of the vines encircling him. That was his turn. Oh, it seems we need to put a new arrow in him, don't you think, Ed? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, I'm open to <laughs> negotiations, he says. Uh, and we can kind of either continue initiative-wise uh, as a as a fight, or if you want to go down a more conversational route, we could go down that route. Uh, I think, I well, I can only speak for Harold. I think he would want to do that. And he might try to convince the others if they're not interested. Yeah, I, I think um, I would be using my mage hand on this next turn to grab that mask anyway, assuming it's not further than 30 feet away yeah, we want to go for the mask perhaps i can distract him in conversation while you go for the mask okay uh so that that's your is that potentially what your plan is uh yes yeah i'm gonna bow and holler out to the new leader yes i am the new leader what do you what do you say honorable new leader i bow to thee clearly more powerful and more capable the leader one not as easily set afire. That is, that is very true. Uh, yes. Surely you would want to, as your inaugural uh, decree as leader of the, the bandits, make a mark and, and take your crew in a different direction down a new path. One established by you and not the old rule. So, uh, your goal is to distract him, right? No, my goal is to convince him to leave behind his life of crime. Okay, uh, <laughs> that's gonna be a persuasion check at a disadvantage. <laughs> can you can you have a side goal of distracting yeah. him? <laughs> what, what if at the same time I don't realize it, I'm also casting Charm Person? Okay, uh, that I think we can do, uh... Yeah, what's a, what do I need to roll for Charm Person? So you attempt to charm a humanoid you can see within range. It makes a wisdom saving throw and does so with advantage if you or your companions are fighting it. 
So are we are we still actively fighting it, or since we've entered a negotiation phase, are we not fighting it right now? So if you're going down the negotiation path, no, you're not fighting it. Excellent. We did just kill his leader, who he hated. So I, I feel like that's fair. Yeah, he he rolled a three. He's like, oh. ah, <laughs> yes, this is great. I have all this power. I can take my sandits in a whole new direction. Exactly. One defined yes. by you. You are the master of your destiny. The business opportunities you have out here on this sand are great. Yes. yes. Just think. Use the spoils of your prior uh, robberies and put that towards better use. What do you say, guys? How does that sound? Uh, there's kind of a, a, a murmur, murmuring from the rest of the Sandits, like, I don't know, like this, I guess. Uh, I mean, we just follow our leaders. This is how we make a living out here. Uh, they all sound kind of nasally and like this. They all speak in unison. <laughs> yeah, they, no, they, yeah, they all speak in unison. It's it's we're 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 kind of a collective over here. Uh, you and your hive mind bandits can achieve <laughs> anything if you put your mind to it. Your mind, mind, mind. The beating of the yeah, mind. So all, all I need is a mark of authority, like uh, the mask, like I'll... like this feather. Oh, yes, this wonderful feather, a captain's feather I got from the most powerful captain to ever grace the presence of my uh, establishment. Uh, so you're trying to pull the feather out of uh, your bag? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. I'm going to roll a 50-50 to see if it's random or if it's the feather. Okay. Uh, it was above 10, so I'm going to give it to you. Uh, you pull out the feather. Yes, see how it glistens in the moonlight. This feather marks your obedience. I'm I'm sure you feel it in you now. You feel like you must follow my orders, but I'm willing to give it to you. Ah, yes, that's that's quite lovely. Ah, uh, so it, it's like, are you talking like a hawk? Are you talking like a cockatrice? This is fantasy world. Is it a phoenix feather? Maybe it's something from the other plane. Uh, so the amaranth thing. The, yeah, uh, so it kind yeah. of does have kind of a glowy vibe to it, but it's still just like a normal bird feather from that plane. Okay, uh, he he seems relatively convinced uh, as he is charmed, <laughs> and he starts heading your direction, and the rest of the sandits kind of back down. Uh, their nets are on the ground, and they're kind of dragging them back in. Uh, I slowly lower myself uh, on my rickety old legs to one knee and present to him the feather of, of leadership. Okay, uh, yeah, he, he takes it. <laughs> feather of leadership and he kind of like pins it to his chest no 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 that is to be worn on the head well i i i'm a bearded dragon man uh i don't really have a, a we hat it into your beard there you go that's 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 not how bearded dragons <laughs> fine put it on the chest i'm sure it'll work just the same Okay, uh, thank, thank you. You now who bears the insignia of the Feather of Leadership, uh, you must now assume the new name of the Feathered Leader, Chicken Boy. Ah, oh, yes. Bruce the <laughs> Chicken Boy. That sounds magnanimous. So you're going to call your people off or what? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, guys. Let's, let's go live a life of not crime. What is that, peace? No. Uh, I'm sure you'll justice. figure it out. Yeah. Let's go do justice, guys. Uh, and he kind of leads them away. 
Um, yeah, I think we didn't have to kill that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, they went so bad. Yeah. I kind of like him. You you get that mask? I yeah. I I assume at some point during that conversation, I grabbed the mask with me. Such Hand. a good mask. Yeah, it, it seems to work out fine. Uh, we all look longingly at the mask. <laughs> Do you see this mask, my friends? Perhaps I should try it on. Oh yes, I was thinking the same thing, only for me. Mm. <laughs> Can I do like an arcana check on this mask before someone puts it on their face? Yes. Go go ahead and do do an arcana check before someone puts it you on their face. Better do it quick. You got to do it fast. <laughs> I rolled a nat 20 and I have a plus 5 to arcana. Oh, I see. While Garrett and I are kind of struggling over the mask, you wouldn't want to hurt an old man, would you? Age before beauty, Garrett. So you know that uh, the mask itself will instill a certain level of magic to a wearer of it, allowing them to turn projectiles or anything thrown or shot out of a bow into a nature-based attack. Clearly this mask makes the most sense for me to wear, Garrett. (laughs) That said, uh, anyone who dons the mask... Their body will become wooden. Oh, you can oh. do it. And oh. wait, uh, I haven't had a stiffy in years. <laughs> and you won't be able to pull off the mask without magical means. So it's essentially cursed to attach oh. to someone. I would recommend against that one. <laughs> Maybe if we yeah. need it, I should hold on to it. Unless you want to become a Pinocchio. <laughs> Yeah. Uh you so if you don it, uh you become wooden, you gain vulnerability to fire, and also you get the ability to cast entangle and snaring strike, and you can also shoot your arrows and create plant life. Or you could throw projectiles and they'll become plants as well. Oh man, that seems more good than bad. <laughs> I mean, you can't take it off. That's the one thing. It's a close balance, but yeah, the fact that you can't take it off without. I, and then my ha- my character is really handsome too. So Harold says, "All right, I've, I've, you, you know what? You're the big man on campus. You get the mask. Dibs on the next magical item, though, of course, since this one's yours. <laughs> uh, good, good job, well done." And I slap him on the back as, with a congratulatory pat. Garrett, go ahead and make a dexterity check that's a eight (laughs) as as you do that you kind of fumble with the mask and it you kind of fling it into your face uh (laughs) and it it kind of seals around you um it's like it hops right out of your hands and right onto your my beautiful face no No. uh and you become wooden throughout your body it's like you grow knots and you have little vines mm. or, uh, going around your body and the little leaves coming off your fingers, stuff like that. You're you're a tree man. Do I have a bush down there? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls down his pants. <laughs> I gotta water that thing like a tree trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby's sitting in the corner. He's like, ah, I, 
I guess this might as well happen. You're a blob person, Blobby. You have no right to complain. That's, he's got a point. That's, that, that's very true. No uh, curse mask would ever be as bad as being a blob person. <laughs> that that kind of hurts my feelings, but... Uh, you kind of hurt my feelings when you almost got us fucking killed, Blobby. Yeah. If anything, we should have given him this mask. <laughs> Improve his life a little bit. That's true. We could have turned him into Blobby into a Pinocchio. <laughs> You would have turned Blobby into a wooden ball. Because <laughs> he's essentially oh, a ball. You're a real boy, Blobby. What if we just scooped out the blob part and put it into the mask, like ladling soup into a bowl? <laughs> <laughs> what would happen? Uh, you know what? I don't have the specifics for that. We would probably have to come up with something on the fly. You didn't You didn't plan for that, Jet? I, <laughs> I, did, I didn't plan for you to scoop him out like... Uh, with your glass ladle. Hey, Jet, can I erase that sinkhole that I drew earlier? <laughs> no, it doesn't appear to be... Well, that's not great. I'm going to start drawing other random symbols to see what they do. Okay. Uh, Blobby's going to take the reins and begin steering you guys and moving along. Uh, what, but is can... our shark following? <laughs> uh, the shark is yeah. following. Shark friend, shark friend. Uh, but you do know that after 24 hours, it may turn back into a regular shark. Well, I don't know that. I didn't know I cast a spell on it. That's true. Um, it is following you. What should we name our new companion? Uh, how about... Something that strikes fear into our foes. Snack. Snack? Ooh. Snack. A fearsome and powerful name. I approve Let's see how Snack feels about it. Come along, Snack. He He's following you. <laughs> he, he approves. He approves. I feel like a freak. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm going to regret this mess. <laughs> Harold looks back over at you like, ah! Oh, oh I, I forgot you transformed into a wooden uh, freak. <laughs> you guys still like me, right? That's going to take some time to get used to. The the mask also has kind of like a sheer squarish thing, so it's like a your face is just a square flat piece of wood with two purple <laughs> gems where the eyes are. Does he become stronger since he's made of wood now? Like, is he harder to hurt? No. <laughs> Do we very, test very though? soft wood? <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try punching you, and let's see if the, the this box skin protects you. Actually, speaking of bark skin, um, you can cast the spell bark skin. Oh, I cast that. Okay, I gotta punch him. Do I break every butt on my hand? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm old though. As as you guys are moving forward along the sand, uh, you seem to be coming to like a uh, a crag, like a, oh. a no crag. <laughs> Anything but that. A kind of more stony region. With kind of a bunch of uh, a, a cops of stones that he he has to kind of navigate through, snaking through. Blobby turns to you guys and is like, uh, guys, guys, uh, you gotta you gotta keep keep on your guard here. You gotta keep on your guard here. Uh, there uh, there's a lot of fear scorpions that roam this area. Fear? <laughs> yes, fear scorpions. We fear nothing. I put on bark skin. What more do you want? When when Blobby says that, we both turn towards him. <laughs> we're, we're punching Garrett <laughs> in the stomach. Like, huh? What? What? Fear scorpions? <laughs> oh yes, fear scorpions. 
Uh, actually, you can roll a nature check to see if you know anything about fear scorpions. 18. 7. 13. Garrett, you know all about fear scorpions. I was raised by fear scorpions. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, if that's if that's <laughs> the backstory you're trying to introduce. Oh man. Fear scorpions are uh, a kind of terrifyingly large scorpion. Um mm-hmm. that when they sting you, it injects a, a poison that causes you to hallucinate and specifically the things that you most fear. Harold definitely has dabbled in some drugs. He's tried fear scorpion yeah. venom before. That has hit the streets. It's awesome. It's like a, it's basically like a spooky haunted house, but in your blood. Um, and <laughs> cool. The the poison itself does slowly kill you. Oh, but if you take it in the right dose, mm, it's a powerful high. Globby, where are these fear scorpions at? <laughs> Uh, so the other the other thing you know about the fear scorpions is that they embed themselves in the sand and have a completely black carapace and kind of are very are kind of hard to spot but you can notice them by kind of a sheen that's a different color to the to the sand. Do we know anything about the relationship between sand sharks and fear scorpions? Not great. They're pretty. Uh, not a fan. Like fear scorpions eat sand sharks. What? Oh god. Well, do we? And we know that. Yeah. I think we're gonna have to old yeller this sand shark. <laughs> Wait, which one's the one where you throw rocks at it to go away? I don't think That's we have to shoot the shark. <laughs> so if you attack it, it breaks the charm. Oh well, I don't want to do that either. I'm just gonna try to send the shark away. Get out of here, you big dumb animal. Are you going to Harry and the Hendersons of them? That's it. Yeah, that's it. We're going to Harry and Hendersons, the shark. I put my arrow down. Oh, not Old Yeller. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, boys. Wrong movie reference. Snack. I'm sorry, uh, the, Snack. The, the shark kind of pulls out of the sand and gives you, like, big, almost dog-like eyes looking at oh, you. Oh, Snack, don't do this to me. It's already hard enough as is. He's like panting like a, a dog would. Snack, please. It's so I don't want to see you die. He 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 gives you like a lick on the cheek. Oh no, Snack. <laughs> that was very scary. I thought you were coming for me. <laughs> Could fit your whole head in his mouth. <laughs> Snack, you have to go. Oh, he he, he kind of has sad eyes now. You have to um, go, Snack. You can't be out here. The sand scorpions will get you, and then I'll be sad. He he looks at you and then looks away, and he looks at you, and he's like uh, very sadly kind of turns around and starts heading off. Harold weeps. As, as he's turning away, he kind of looks back once more. Um, oh, no. I pat you on the back with my wooden hand to comfort you yeah you do and it jolts me and another wooden mask <laughs> latches to my face <laughs> where did that come from uh, wood brothers <laughs> so uh are you gonna do anything or are you just gonna keep on going yeah i want to see what the the symbols make with the paintbrush okay uh you can do that i look out for s- s- scorpions to while he's doing that you can do it at at advantage uh do a perception check at advantage because you know what to look for i got jewel eyes he knows exactly what they look like uh go ahead harold describe the kind of symbols you're making uh well you mentioned the m with one bigger hump i'm gonna do that one first 
as you do that, uh, it seems to create like stalactite shapes out of the ground. Shit. Completely made out of the material itself. That's awesome. That's really cool. So whatever material I do, I'm going to do it on uh, Garrett. <laughs> Are you? Please do it on my back. No. I'm going to ask him if, if he would allow me yeah. to do it. Don't make the spikes too big. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give him spiky, spiked fists. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do it on his fists. Uh, you do it. It's super uncomfortable. <laughs> and you're still a person and your body feels like it should be the way it's supposed to be. Uh, that was a mistake. That was... <laughs> So I can't erase the things I do with this paintbrush? Uh, you don't know how. There may be a way. You take five damage, Holy uh, shit. Garrett. <laughs> Garrett, Garrett, I am so sorry. I thought you were in more. No, this is exciting. If you do that on an enemy, <laughs> that will hurt them a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of looks like a stretched. Like if you were pulling something taut rather than creating more. This is horrifying. <laughs> It's it's pretty terrible. The <laughs> artist is kind of a weirdo. God damn. This is the most powerful weapon I've ever seen in d, &D. <laughs> Uh You did roll like the highest possible number. This was like one of the artifact weapons I had put in here. That is so badass. <laughs> I'm going to lose it in like one episode. <laughs> Oops. Uh, oops. Down into the sand you go. Butterfingers. <laughs> what uh what'd you get uh, as a perception check oh 15 okay uh yeah there are definitely some fear scorpions in your path <laughs> that are kind of lying in wait i point each one out there's one and there's one and there's one yeah but i was we were we were extruding his knuckles i'm not sure he's paying much attention uh, right now. well i would have given him disadvantage but he already had advantage enrolled so yeah he he points out uh there are three directly in the path between a handful of rocks there's like these rocky flat platforms around these fear scorpions i mean blobby has gone this way before right surely he would know how to navigate this the fear scorpion fields yeah he he's gone this way before <laughs> well actually you don't know if he's gone this way before why would he, he just... agree to this he knew this was a thing <laughs> i kind of like navigate blobby just in case blobby's got a death wish okay if you kind of navigate them, you can kind of avoid the pitfalls and traps. What about the fear scorpions? Well, the, the fear <laughs> scorpions. You can kind of, you can avoid them pretty well and get through this field without getting molested by the fear but... scorpions. <laughs> accosted. Oh. <laughs> Let's go with accosted. I forgot to tell you about one detail. <laughs> <laughs> one thing you should know about the fear scorpions. Fear scorpions a little handy. <laughs> <laughs> start the venom you should watch out for boys <laughs> that's just one side effect they're really pinchy fear crabs let me tell you about them. <laughs> you you make it all the way through these rocky outclappings without any problems and you begin you come out to a more open sandy field again uh the sun is starting to get kind of low all right i want to do the squiggly thing like a snake. Uh, what are you doing it on? Just the ground as, we, as we're going. Not Garrett. <laughs> Garrett. <laughs> Garrett again. You need a hard surface. As you do, it creates this kind of like bumpy wave of sand that kind of pushes forward. Like a, like a sand wave? 
Or... It makes like a, it turns the material kind of liquidy as opposed to uh, solid. Um, oh. And it creates a kind of, turns the sand into a wave that goes forward. I don't know what that's good for. So can you make like a tidal wave of sand if he does a big enough stroke? Can I make strip? a tidal wave of Garrett? <laughs> <laughs> Call it a Garrett wave. It, it, it seems like each one of these does something to matter uh, in, a, in a different form. I like to think everything matters. <laughs> <laughs> I also do things to matter. The circle kind of uh, collapsed in things. The spike seems to extrude things. This one kind of reforms it to a water shape. <laughs> oh, that's cool. What about the clouds? As you do that, it creates this puff of sand particles that kind of encapsulates the entire area. It's like a smoke bomb, essentially. Oh, shit. Um, Sorry. Sorry, boys. <laughs> you are all blinded for a second. Oh, shit. That's not bad. In the, that's a bad thing in the scorpion fields. To... <laughs> <laughs> I, I already said you're past the scorpion fields, so you're good. As you guys are come out of the sand smoke bomb that you created you see off in the distance kind of in what looks to be the top of a church steeple and below it there seems to be like a, a broken in windows and sand has gone through it and it seems like there is something buried beneath that lobby what is that oh that's uh some of the old city uh chult which one were we going to again did you take uh, us back no chult chult's where you want to go you want to go to the Temple of Chult, the where they worship the sun. Any of this sounding familiar to you guys? Are we back at mm. Ch Chult? Did you just take us on a big circle, Blobby? No, 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 no. Uh, I didn't. He sounds kind of defensive, doesn't he, boys? The entire city is buried beneath the sand, right? The great cataclysm mm -hmm. that happened to Chult, they got buried beneath the sand. The reason why people like me go out here... We're treasure hunters and gather various types of sand because it's valuable. But usually we go into ruins like that and get stuff out of it, you know, and sell it back in the city. This was Rave one of the robbers. places. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, we prefer like uh, grave finders and mm -hmm. then and then takers. Ah. Grave emptiers. There's a there's a fine line between bird watching and hunting, Blobby. <laughs> yeah. Uh and mm. we do both. Um <laughs> <laughs> point is, uh I wanna go stop at this one. This is one I kinda got on my map. Uh, I kinda took a little detour from your path. Oh, you you <laughs> decided to steer us away from the job you were hired to do. And without telling us. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Blobby, we protected you from those sandits and everything. That's strike two, Blobby. Yeah, I appreciate it. But uh, <laughs> first things first, in order to get you to where we need to go, we're already out here. We got to do my <laughs> thing first. <laughs> we got to do, we can do my thing. Uh, this sounds like a side quest, Blobby. I mean, it is kind of a side quest. Uh, Draw but... a wave on him. Right. <laughs> 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 he's already water <laughs> uh, uh, you guys can make perception checks um but he he's kind of steering you that direction you could also make uh 
insight on Blood. <laughs> uh, you could you could do that. You could also try and intimidate him or get him to not go there. I think I think Harold's down for any adventure, and he's probably forgotten what the main quest was. So I'm giving him a hard time, but I'm down. I'm down with this. I think. Well, just rather you, Blobby. That's still a strike too, but we like you. Uh, someone rolled something. What what was it? It was a thirteen perception. Yeah, it gets you a little bit. You can actually... I got an 18. Oh. Wait, let's see. I think I might have, like, huge bonuses to perception. Uh, I do. That's a 24. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Uh, Hold on. These old eyes aren't what they used to be. Let me focus in. You pull You pull out some binoculars. <laughs> I'll use that. <laughs> uh, and I pull it out of my you... bag. Yeah. You, now, I've you got several some. pairs in here. Let's hope these aren't the ones that rip out the user's eyes. <laughs> Uh, it, it allows you to see pretty clearly. Uh, there's definitely a sun motif on some of the glasswork that is not shattered. Um, so it does seem like it may have hold some amount of significance for the church that you're trying to find or the, oh. the temple that you're trying to find. But it is not necessarily the temple you think it is. Uh, so... Blobby's going to pull alongside that. There seems to be glasswork broken in, and I think I'm going to kind of come to a stop here. And there it is. Another episode of the Battle Buddies in the bag, which is a good place to keep them when you're done with them, because uh, easily accessible again. Just dip right back on into that bag. Anyway, thank you again for listening to the Battle Buddies and joining us on our crazy wacky wild and fun adventures uh it's been a lot of fun jet's doing a great job as the dungeon master but don't tell him i said that because he's already getting a little bit too big for his britches anyway thank you for listening again and thank you caitlin conroy for creating the theme song to the battle buddies it's amazing and this is like the millionth time i've thanked you but it's not even close to enough because it's so good and everyone loves it and the rest of your music is just as good, and you should go check it out at caitlinconroy.bandcamp.com. And then you should go to radbotproductions.com, and there you can find the rest of the projects we're working on, uh, other podcasts or comics and so on and so forth, and also art for the podcast so you can see what your favorite characters look like, or at least what we like to think they look like. I mean, you have an imagination too, and I'm sure it's wonderful, and however you're imagining it is totally fine, but we also have our own imaginations. We're not... I'm not trying to step on anyone's toes here, imaginary toes here, but uh, it's still fun. It's still fun to think about and look at. So anyway, go go check that out. If if the internet just isn't for you, if you're not a fan of websites, you can also find the art we do for the show on Instagram at the Battle Buddies. So fo- follow that. Give us a like, comment, sub- subscribe, or whatever. Anyway, thanks again for listening, for lending us your your ears. And look forward to giving us your next set of ears December 23rd. What, what better way to celebrate the Christmas Eve Eve? See you then. Mm-hmm.